All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Beyond the Tinfoil Hats. My name is Ryan Stacy. Today is Thursday, February 16th, 2023, and I am your host this evening. I'm a licensed private investigator, a citizen journalist, and the director of investigations for the Experiencer Support Association. Welcome to the channel, and thank you for joining us this evening. I'm going to skip through all that other stuff because I've said it already, um, and uh, we're just going to get this party started. Our guest for Season 5, Episode 3 is Maria Martinez. Sensitivity trainer, uh, Maria specializes in helping entrepreneurs grow their revenue, create systems, have more balance, experience more freedom, and fearlessly step into the best version of themselves. Maria's healing work utilizes high vibrational consciousness, celestial light language, sacred geometry, light tones, Christ consciousness, angelic and galactic frequencies for your transformation and accelerated ascension. Her credentials include Ayurvedic practitioner, uh, clinic, clinical support, medical uh, hypnotherapy, and natal interlife, past life regression, clinical hypnotherapy, quantum energy alchemist, human potential activator, wealth consciousness activator, intuitive revenue accelerator consultant, podcast and radio host, author, and speaker. I thought I had a lot of titles. <laughs> uh, so Maria is an ancient soul who has created... Uh, to usher humanity, sorry, she's an ancient soul who was created to usher humanity into their awakening so that they can assess their full human divine potential and live essentially uh, easily as their supernatural self. Maria works with several, several galactic beings. Her purpose is to weave the galaxies into a unity consciousness, help keep the balance, protect humanity, and empower them to evolve, ascend, and access the, uh, assess the upper dimensions. She must be so powerful that she wasn't. That's the reason why we had technical difficulties today. This makes sense. Her passion is to help beautiful beings know themselves, reconnect to their divine truth, reconnect to their full potential, empower and joyful, express their soul's mission, manifest success, true wealth, abundance, and prosperity. She finds great joy in manifesting and bridging the fifth dimension into the third dimension. She runs her successful business under her 360 Prosperity brand for business coaching, corporate consulting, business lending, marketing, and brand strategy. So you can learn more by going to www.360prosperity.com, uh, and the link is in the description below, and I will, I think I have her link tree here in the banner. So, Maria, put on your tinfoil hat. We are about to go down a rabbit hole. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am great. Sorry about all that. I'm glad you we figured it out and you're here. <laughs> yes, my pleasure. It was going to happen. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all good. Um, and thank you, Chris, for, for uh, filling the seat for a little bit while we got this working. So um, I wasn't able to explain to you how the how the show works. So we're just going to we're just going to wing it here um due to sure. the technical difficulties but we're going to start with an icebreaker question so this is a question um that goes uh that's given to both of us uh you can answer it and then i'll answer it and then we'll see where that goes and then okay. from there uh and then from there we'll see we'll see what happens okay so i'm just going to play okay. a, little, a little video here <laughs> Our question is what or who is God to you? Mm, that's an interesting question. Yeah, that's a very powerful question. So 
to me, it, to me, it's energy, it's consciousness, it's wisdom, it's intelligence, it's unconditional love, it's, uh, it's source, it's divine power, divine will, divine love, and so much more. It's creation. Uh, it's the life force within us. The, the you know the the energy that vibrates through in, through all our essence and all who we are from uh, alpha to omega i guess right <laughs> taking that saying literally for me god is i'm not sure but i know god <laughs> exists i know there is a i believe in a higher power um and i'm still trying to understand if this this energy, as as you mentioned too, is it is is literally the entity that we call God or spirit mm. or source, or mm. a effect or result caused by, and you know, and this is you know uh, a reaction to uh, you know God's will, I guess in in a sense. Mm -hmm. So um, that is a great icebreaker question. My follow up question is is usually uh, why are you the way that you are? And what I mean by that is, is walk me through um, how you got to here. Like, where did this start for you? And mm -hmm. as far back as you want to go, and, and let's just walk me through your life that led you up to this person that I just read this bio for. And we'll see where this goes. Yeah. So who I am or how all of this began is that since a child, as far as I can remember, I was very in tune with light and energy and beings that were not visible to other people. So I started my connection, I guess, with source from very early on. I was seeing my angels, I was seeing guides, I was seeing people that were passing on, people that were about to pass on, you know, whether they're they were close or across, you know, across the world or in a different country. I was getting messages uh, from the other side or the beyond. Um, I was interacting. I was actually doing healings, working with my guides and my angels. So this, <clears throat> excuse me, just a second. <clears throat> no worries. <clears throat> so this journey for me began very early on. And it sort of stayed with me for several years, you know, as I continued to kind of play in that field, that field of um, She disappeared. Oh my God. Hi, Chris. You're, you're muted. She disappeared. Hello. Hello. Oh, there she is. She's back. Okay, here we go. Yes. <laughs> we'll, so it, we'll get through this yes we'll, we'll get through this <clears throat> so for me it began very early on where i was already in tune with with what was beyond the veil uh by visiting with my angels visiting with god um even jesus christ um walking <laughs> um having conversations with mother mary um, but at the time i really didn't know who they were at the time i would just i didn't even know that i was having conversations with spirits, uh, with other souls, with um, other beings that were not of this world. And that continued for many years until my parents um, 
discover that I had these gifts. They weren't surprised because there's a generation, you know, my grandfather, my grandmother, they were all uh, very um, attuned to their gifts. They were all healers. So it, they weren't surprised, but they were a little bit concerned that I was so young, didn't have tools. So they asked me not to share that I was able to, to see, I was able to heal, that um, they didn't want I guess I didn't want people to ask for my help if I didn't, if I wasn't properly prepared in their, in their eyes. So I kind of, you know, kind of kept it hidden for some time, but it never went away. There was always there. I always received visitors, sometimes visitors that I didn't want to receive like demons and other type of lower vibrational um, entities and even um, aliens. Mm -hmm. So when I went to college, um, I guess the the being alone and being in a new place really amplify that where I started finding myself in different dimensions. Um, I was uh, doing a lot of astral travel. Um, I was, you know, not even in meditation and in just different dimensions would open up, portals would open up, beings would come in into my little tiny room in college. And it just became very distracting. It, hmm. it, it began to interfere with my 3D world and, and my purpose being in college. So I came home and I told my mom about it. And she said, well, I guess it's time. It's time to help you really, you know, harness and hone in your skills. So we, we got a mentor for me and it was a friend of ours who was a shaman. And she began to help me um, kind of have some command over when I was going to access my gifts and when I was going to shut the door. And so that began my journey. Uh, and I practiced it for quite some time, but I lost some of that when I went into corporate America because I was very focused on competition. I was very focused on, um, be, you know, doing and proving myself. So I lost some of that connection, and I noticed it even more um, after so I got married. And during my marriage, I could really see that I was disconnected with that part of myself. So during my marriage and toward the end of my marriage, I started really coming back to myself because I was really finding that there was an imbalance, not just in my spirit, but but also in my body. It was really manifesting in my body with autoimmune, with inflammation, um, just not feeling well overall. Um, and then at that point, I really decided, and that was in 2014, that it was time for me to come back and really align myself with my mission, which was to express my gifts, help others, support others, activate others. And I made that that choice. So after leaving corporate America, after going through my divorce and really kind of uh, picking up the pieces of that and finding myself again and really taking on and committing to fully embracing my mission here on Earth. And here we are. Yeah. Uh, no, it was just a beautiful, beautiful progress after that and, and evolution after that. Um, synchronicities, um, activations. My grandparents passed when I was in college, but they continuously came back to work with me to activate, do healings, um, bring in, uh, uh, help me access higher states of wisdom um, and kind of help me guide me into this direction. And even now they still show up um, and direct me and activate and help me move forward. That's fascinating. That's like you right from the very beginning. It's, it's almost like you, it's just normal. Nothing happened. You were just born that way. 
and it just seemed normal. And then throughout your whole life, you were just kind of learning ways to comprehend it and understand it. And then now you're, you know, you're empowering and, and, and whatnot. Um, a lot of things mentioned in that bio. So I kind of want to, I want to break some of these, some of these things down. Um, what is high vibrational consciousness as opposed to normal consciousness? And how does that compare <clears throat> Christ consciousness? Mm -hmm. So um, there are different states of consciousness and we get into different states of consciousness through our thoughts or our feelings and our beingness. So joy is the state of consciousness. Anger is the state of consciousness. So they're different. Joy is a higher state of consciousness than anger. So when we get into different states of consciousness, we're moving into alignment, into Christ consciousness, into source light energy. When we are in despair, when we're in anger, when we're in frustration, it's like we're running around with like our head cut off, like not really finding focus and direction. But when we move into joy and peace and self-acceptance and forgiveness, when we move into those higher states of consciousness, we're really allowing ourselves to come in connection with our soul, with our spirit, with our with becoming more heart center. And that allows also our awareness to expand. It allows us to be more of the observer. It allows us to see, see how we show up in the world and how we create, how we reflect out to the world uh, and how we impact and influence the world around us. So when we choose to not know, it's, it's a state of consciousness. We're choosing not to know where we are. We're choosing not to do our practice. We're choosing just to kind of go day to day. When we choose to come into that stillness, when we choose to allow ourselves to open, allow our, our higher senses to open to the divine or even to just vibration or consciousness or universe, we're amplifying that awareness and that channel. And we're actually allowing ourselves to access, to access that universal knowledge that is there available to all of us. And, and that elevates who we are, that elevates our vibration, that elevates our states of consciousness. And in doing so, we are becoming like a beacon. You know, we're becoming like a, a place where others can, can come and connect with and feel inspired. And even simply by connecting, they begin to heal. You know, they become, uh, they, they become to experience that possibility for themselves. Now, Christ consciousness is like source energy, is source knowing. It's the unity consciousness that we're we are striving to align with. Um, it's that all-knowing self. It's that knowing universe that we're coming into that awareness that it is true peace, true alignment. And you can access it through meditation. You can access it to coming into stillness. You can access it through um through just be, you know, coming into the self and connecting with unconditional love, connecting with peace and joy and loving kindness. And when you come into the space, you actually notice a difference in your mind. It becomes very calm. It becomes more open. Your nervous system starts to calm down. When you come into the space in your heart, you feel your heart opening up. You're able to access more joy for yourself. And even forgiveness, because forgiveness is something that many of us practice. But when we can be in that space of you know, true surrender, then we can access that beautiful Christ consciousness that is, again, it's true source energy. 
It's divine love. It's beautiful. So is it, is it, when you say Christ consciousness, is it, is that specific to a belief in Christian um, religion or could you apply any deity name? Yeah, not necessarily to any religion. Okay. Um, It's, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's that term and it could be applied for wherever you, whatever your beliefs are, but it's really that infinite state of love that Mm -hmm. is divine love that you can access that allows true healing to happen, that -hmm. allows the activation of your soul and allows the activation of your spirit, that allows you to really embody the truth, the authenticity of who you are, which is divine light. And we, you know, we can access that through many practices, um, through through different types of meditations. You know, there are different practices across um, different belief systems or religions. Coming back to the icebreaker question, which uh, you answered perfectly uh, when you mentioned that God, you know, yep. is you know, is that is that source. Um, and this explanation explains, you know, reinforces why why that belief is there. So, but you mentioned that we are also um, that. So, are mm-hmm. are we God beings or children of God? Like, how, what, what's your opinion of mm-hmm. that? So, I, I began, how I will answer that is we're both. We are God within us. We mm-hmm. are the individuation of God. We're also creation of God. So, we are children of God. Mm-hmm. And when when um, I teach about the practice of being and the practice of embodying, so I don't differ- differentiate between God, source, and universe. I actually use the terms together. You know, when I say embody, source, God, universe, it's all, to me, is the same. It's that higher power. Now, sometimes I say it's the God of your understanding or the higher power of your understanding. And in doing so, what we're doing is we're opening up to that knowing that we are creation and we are divine perfection. And that in that creation, we were created by, from that reflection of source, of universe. So we are that reflection. And if we are that reflection and we are created from the same source, from the same light, then we are God within us. Okay. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, what about light language? What is what is celestial light language? Light language, um, the way it comes in, it's in colors and in tones, and uh, sometimes it has images. So light language is a frequency that often has a color, a tone, or a symbol that comes in during uh, a session, during transformation, during an activation. And it comes in and integrates into the field that we're working with, the field of possibility or uh, the healing that we're bringing in. <clears throat> and and the way it comes in, or it, its intention is really to activate and to help heal and upgrade and align the person that I'm usually working with, whether it's an individual or a group. Um, and it's different every single time. At, at least for me, it's different every single time. And also it comes from different sources. Sometimes it's pure light language from source energy. And again, um, sometimes for me, depending what we're working on, because sometimes we're working with the masculine and the feminine and we're balancing the masculine and the feminine, sometimes source or cosmic universe may show up as a masculine energy, not necessarily a figure, but a masculine energy can feel into that or a feminine energy and you can feel into that. 
So sometimes it may come from source or the divine feminine or the divine masculine. Sometimes it may come from the ascended masters um, like uh, Jesus or Mother Mary or Melchizedek or um, Saint Germain or Metatron, or sometimes it may come from just the general goddesses, like the energy vibration of the goddesses, like Shakti and Parvati, um, or or the Arcturians or the Pleiadians. So it's always different, but but when it comes through, I share what it is, and then I share what they're doing, what the purpose of the light language is, what they're doing in in, in that instance, and. Um, again, it varies every single time, uh, but I, we do have the translation of it when it comes through. Okay. So, what does that? What does this feel like when it comes through? Can you elaborate more on that? Because, like, yeah, um, as an experience. Yes, um, I can do. Um, I don't do demonstrations, but it's actually coming in for the experience okay. that I can uh, share with you. What's coming in? So the way it comes in again, it has an intention. And the intention for this was um, to create more ease, to create more peace, to create more expansion. We did have some technical issues. So those were some interferences that came in to clear those interferences that we were experiencing earlier. But it was also to come in and to make connections for everybody to feel connected and to feel the experience of moving into the space of light and love. So light language is light and is love and is healing. So when that happened on cue in a sense, like were you, was that just, that was information coming in that you were just mm -hmm. expressing mm -hmm. and while yes. you were expressing it in real time, were you able to understand and comprehend what that meant? Cause to me, that was all, that was all French to me, but, <laughs> but to you in the moment, while you're saying it, you could understand it and translate it in English. Yes. So the way, the way it comes in for me, I can start here and especially on the right side. And I can start hearing the sound, the vibration. Um, then I can start hearing uh, the tone of it. Okay. So it, then it comes through me uh, and I can understand what the intention is and what the activation is, what's happening so I can translate it. So okay. this isn't, it's not a direct translation of they said this, but it's right. in the translation of this is what they were doing. This was their intention. And this is what... That what it means. It means love and unconditional love and connection and bringing peace and expansion and clearing the space for possibility and clearing the space for allowing. Okay. Fascinating. Fancy. Um, okay. So my other question was light tones, but I guess that's the same thing, right? Or similar. Uh, um, light tones could be just sound. Um, okay. They may, they may sound like one that comes in, it's uh, the actual letters are H E. So it sounds like um, they come in again. And often what I first see is the sound of it, the letters connected to it. And then that's the tone that comes through. And then it changes to something broader or something more fine. 
can have a high pitch or a low pitch. And again, it's it's the, the intention, it's, it's what it's trying to activate in the vibration of the group or the person that I'm working with. And sometimes it comes in because this is the this is the way that they it comes in to create that necessarily shift. So if the mind is getting in the way or they're overanalyzing or they're not able to drop into the heart, sometimes that comes in um, to remove that hook, to clear that top layer that is there, to kind of move them out of the space where just they're just creating a resistance so that they can drop down into the vibration that it's intended. And they're very healing as well. Okay, so light as in energy, not uh, as in light like a feather. Uh, or both. Light lets in energy, or but the result is they feel light. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. So it's got a double meaning. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, um, we got a few minutes before we head to our break, so let me let's dive into because we're talking about frequencies and sounds and tones, like it's all it's all connected in, in the sense of that spectrum. But then like, is it, is it God or is it us? Like where, like, or as you mentioned before, it's both. So like, it's, it's really easy to um, get confused in that. Um, so when you uh, are experiencing this, um, it's source for you, right? Yes. For me, it's source because what I, what I realized from a lot of my sessions is that a lot of information that comes through, I have no awareness of it or no rec like recollection of it. It's information that's completely new to me. It's not something I studied, something I read, or something that I could make up because I have no connection to it. So you know, this this has been happening for a very long time. Or when I when I'm giving information about the person that's in front of me, that otherwise I don't know that person, so there's no way for me to know that information. Uh, so I know that I'm um, allowing myself to be open. And what I really call myself, you know, after all those titles is really a channel, a right. channel of source and light and energy. So we, I create a space. We co-create a space really for the transformation, for the healing, for those shifts to happen. And in that space, it's like a container. It's like a channel. It's like a vessel where we're allowing that information to come through and we are the mind, the, the ego is actually getting out of the way and allowing that space for whatever wants to come through. And when we allow that space, when we're unattached to what it should look like or whatever wants to come through, then beautiful, amazing, miraculous, incredible things happen. Now, could it be your higher self? Our higher self is part of the process. Mm -hmm. Our higher self uh, when I connect to somebody else and when we're working, that's who we're really allowing the guidance. We're really allowing the higher self to guide the process. The higher self allows us and gives us permission to work with each other. So if I'm working with somebody as a client, the higher self, we ask permission to that. So it's okay if it's okay for us to work together. Is it okay for me to access your energy? Is it okay for me to access whatever I'm meant to access, whether it's the Akashic records? or the timelines or the past lives. So we're asking for permission and, and the guidance is being given by the higher self. But the higher self is is the direct individuation of source. So ultimately it is source energy that is guiding the process. 
Okay. And, and the process is the act of receiving the information and integrating uh, and integrating. healing and allowing it and being open to it um, and, and integrating it into the multidimensional bodies. Are these, are these tones that you're hearing internal or external that you're then receiving inside? They come externally first and then they come internal. So as I mentioned, I, I see them coming in through the right yeah. and then coming in into my awareness, into my ear. And yeah. then I can see them in the center of my head and then I can repeat them. And when you see them, that you, you fit like you're seeing colors. Uh, colors, symbols, codes. Sometimes they look like music tones, but they're more complex, more intricate. Um, Does it they have? have sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I just had. Oh, my... I was just gonna say, yeah. They just sometimes they have color and they're vibrating as they come in. Um, sometimes there's a lot of light, and sometimes they actually come in as uh, mandalas, uh, right. or sometimes it's just like a like a beautiful swirl of colors that comes in. Right. So, so it's, it varies. It's not specific to, you know, um, one, one symbol or one image. Okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to understand how, how, how it, uh, how it works. Um, mm -hmm. Because like other people have explained some things like that to me too. And I, and I'm trying to comprehend how that works, but like, I also on the risk side of things, um, have you like, if that experience happens where you're visually seeing something that's in another space in real time, mm -hmm. uh, has that ever happened while you're like, say driving a vehicle or doing something that uh, yes. might get in the way? So what's like, what is that like? Like, how do you, how do you, yeah. how do you cope with that? Yeah. So it doesn't get in the way, by the way, you know, I mentioned that in college multi-dimensions would open. So it's like very similar to that. So it's like driving, and then a little window opens and then I can see what's happening through that window, but I'm still, you know, focused on what's in front of me. I'm just kind of noticing that this is happening over here. So it mm -hmm. doesn't really interfere. Um, It'd just be an interesting, you know, explanation for distracted <laughs> driving, you know, like, uh, <laughs> you, know, so. you know, what's interesting about that is that we often go into a trance when we drive, you know, especially mm -hmm. if it's a long drive and we know the drive and um, we know the way, and it's something that we do on a regular basis. And especially if we're tired, we'll get on the road and we just get on the car and we turn it on and we go. Mm -hmm. And we're not really thinking about driving. We're mm -hmm. thinking about other things. So we get into that trance. So that's very normal for us to be in trance. Mm -hmm. uh, but to be intentionally in trance, uh, it's when you get into that, you know, when you, you start accessing information, you start accessing um other dimensions, you start accessing other ways uh, of uh, bringing in information. Okay. Um, we have a question uh, from Dan Jones. He says, uh, I'm occasionally woken by sounds that nothing in my house could make. They don't sound like anything I've ever heard. Could I be getting some kind of message from another realm? Mm. Yeah, let me, um, I can tune in, Dan, and take a look. All right. So you are, and you actually have a portal in your house. Um, through that portal, um, and that it's not rare for us to find portals in different, especially if we can see them uh, in homes, um, in different places. And you have one, 
and there's a lot of activity there. It doesn't seem like a lot comes through, but it is open. Uh, at the moment, it doesn't seem malicious. It just seems like someone is trying to communicate with you. So it's really at this point is choice if you want to keep that portal open. Um, some people become curious about what's there and just allow it to be open. But sometimes we get into trouble that way um, because when we keep it open, we're actually inviting things in um, that may not be in the highest good. Yeah, so you have, um, I see a masculine figure, a young, uh, like, a, like a child, actually it's two masculine figures. They're different ages, like a young child, um, another older person like in their like late 30s and then you have a, a much older um, person and I'm saying per people but only the child looks like he's human the other ones are not human hmm. and again they're just it just looks like they're they're the portal is open so they're trying to come through um, interesting so what would Dan, Dan like to do? <laughs> yeah, Dan, if you could, because uh, we got to go to our commercial break, but if you could put in the comments, if we can pick up after after the commercial here, um, does that information resonate to something that you know, because you know your house? So I'm curious to know on that. So we're, that that went fast because because we we were a little bit delayed there, but we're going to keep, keep going through. Uh, Dan had said... Um, what did he say here? Where's his comment? He said, thank you. It makes sense, especially the child. So, oh. and I throw back to you to elaborate a little bit more like this child. How is that in relation to uh, like, how does that child make sense to you? I want to know more about that. Um, and he also said, I've had a sighting of a young girl in my home about five years old wearing a white sweater. Okay. Well, there we go. I just got my answer. And he continues mm -hmm. to say, uh, my home was built on property that was once generations of farming. I cannot find any documented history about this area that may explain activity. Yeah, he says, keep reading. Yeah, I, I should have done that first. Sorry, pal. Yeah, so there's some validation there. That's interesting. <laughs> so you were able to see that where you are instantly. And I know Dan. Mm -hmm. and I know you don't know Dan. <laughs> mm -hmm. So for me... Uh, that was fascinating. And that's how it happens all the time? Yes. Interesting. Has it ever happened yes. in, in, in such a way that it's been negative? Has it been bad? Or is it all good? Um, um, so I, I, I heard most of your question. Um, in terms of tuning in, so everything is energy. So you really just, you can turn into the energy of the person, the home, and then you can see everything that is there. In terms of the portals, yes, they could be something negative, depending what's coming through, what's what's being accessed. And the portals could be a door. It could be a mirror. It could be a window. When I was uh, younger, uh, actually, my parents still have the house. They still own the house. Uh, my closet door was a portal, and, I, and a lot of beings would come through there. Some of them were not so nice. Um, some of them were just very beastly type of entities that were coming in, especially to scare me because I was very young and sort of taught me that I wasn't, you know, that there was no one there to help me. Um, so we closed the portal. We closed the portal because I knew that other 
other beings of the beings of light didn't don't really need a portal to come through. They can just come. That that um, that sounds concerning though. If they can just did come you hear through. me? Yeah, I did hear you. Can can you hear me? Okay, perfect. Yeah, just yes, a little, yeah, just a little little bit of a delay, I guess. Now, um, so has there ever is there possible for dark beings to come through, or is it only light that works that way? Mm -hmm. No, like I mentioned, uh, usually light beings do not need a portal to come through. They can just come through because they're light. All right, but dark beings that. often can come in, and they, yeah. Uh, dark beings can come in as um, through a portal. They can they can attach to different people. They they are kind of deceptive in, in, in that way where they'll um, assume an invitation by attaching themselves to somebody else or to objects. Um, or again, if a portal's open, uh, whether mm -hmm. it was already open or somebody opened it unintentionally, sometimes trauma can open a portal, so they come in to through that portal. And they feed on, especially when there's trauma, they can feed on that trauma of like despair and sadness and grief and anger. Um, and and they can invite other entities to come through that portal or, or it leaves the space open for other entities to come in. And they can be very disruptive um, to your health, to your mind, especially if you are very sensitive, if you have sensitivity um, to energy um, or if you if you're, um, abilities are open, like your ability to hear, your ability to see. It can be very disruptive and even very scary if you don't have any tools to manage through all of that. Interesting. And I, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so we've talked about light language. And there's a way to clear, by the way. There's a way to clear, you said? So you cut out there. Yes. So we can clear, we can close those portals. I mean, um, people have different ways of, of closing them. And I close them, you know, with intention and with source energy and light. And we just, um, we just close the portal and we seal it so nothing else can come through. We can also clear the attachments that have come through. We send them back to source. And often when I'm doing that, Archangel Michael will come in and, and support with that or other beings of light will come in and help clear the space um, by by taking them to the next level of ascension or just clearing the space, bringing in more light and grounding the area. Um, so the, the question that Dan had about the not, you know, not having a lot of information about the land, um, the land can be grounded, his house can be grounded. Um, and what that means is that we are clearing the space mm -hmm. and bring bringing everything into peace, ease and grace to allow um, whatever is around there to rest, to be at peace. Uh, and also again, to, to prevent anything else from coming in through those portals. Um, portals can also exist in people. Okay. Because entities and attachments can attach to different organs as well, uh, different body parts. So there could be or, um, portals in a person, like in their, um, especially in the, where the chakras are. They can be in the chakras or attached to the chakras or to the organs connected to the chakras. So we can clear, uh, we move them, clear them out and bring everything back into balance. Hmm. Interesting. It's like meta metaphysical getting into mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Okay. So we, we, we talked about light language. We talked about 
light tones. Another thing that you mentioned and um, was mentioned in your bio was angelic galactic frequencies. So I'm curious to know if that's different because to me it kind of sounds more so some of the same. Mm -hmm. It might be different. What is that? Yeah. Um, the frequencies can show up very differently, and sometimes um, they can show up as a chamber. Meaning that the it actually looks like a chamber, and it it could have lots of light in it, mm -hmm. or it could have crystals in it, or it could be just a white space. Um, and when the person is placed into the chamber, then they're accessing that frequency, that galactic frequency. That frequency comes with that galactic being, let's say, Arcturians or Pleiadians um, or Lyrians or Syrians that are coming in to do healing. They'll bring that frequency, or they they'll allow the person to access that frequency. It's, it kind of looks like a Merkaba as well, you know, like a, a beautiful um, energy that's surrounding the individual that has different uh, colors and, and different vibration, uh, even some different symbols, or it may have symbols as well. And when that person is placed into it, then they're able to access that frequency from the galactic being that is facilitating that process or that healing or that activation. Fascinating. Interesting. Okay. Um, so you mentioned earlier too, that you were, I guess, to, to sum it all up, channeling is more so the, the, um, the bracket, I guess, that we to, to encompass all of these things, um, mm -hmm. that you do, um, how, how do you feel about remote viewing and is that similar to channeling or is that different? Like, what, what do you, what do you think? On yeah, that? that's actually what I did when I looked at his house, remote viewing. Yeah. Yeah. It, so when, so it, to me, everything's really the same, right? It's source, it's universe, it's vibration, it's consciousness. So when you can tap into the consciousness of something or the vibration of something that you can clearly see, you mm -hmm. can actually walk through somebody else's house, which is I often do when I'm looking to see if there are any spirits in the house or any entities or any portals, or you can, it's like also like bilocating. You can be there with that person and walk around their field and look at their field, look at their auric field or look at their chakras or examine their physical body or their organ systems. So you, to, again, to me, a remote viewing, um, a psychic medium, um, uh, intuition, um, energy, it's, it's the same because it can be accessed. All of it can be accessed by tapping into the consciousness of it, the vibration of it. How would how would you explain now I get these things and I understand the confusion between these different terms and ideologies uh, and but we all have this common goal with it's all positive, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. How would you simplify um, all of this into like a single term, I guess, or a single mm -hmm. explanation? How would you how would you do that to, for someone who might? Yeah. Not get all of these different subcategories that inter interconnect. Does that make sense? Yes. So I would say that we're all vibration mm -hmm. and we are consciousness. So to tap into the consciousness of, or you can tap into the consciousness of every living thing or being, and you can call it whatever you want. You can call it remote viewing. You can call it um, um, psychic medium. You can call it, um, my intuition, but you're tapping into the consciousness, whether it's a high level of consciousness or a low level of consciousness, but you're tapping into, you're getting information. You're getting information of, you're getting the thoughts, the emotions, you're getting images, 
you're getting a location, um, you're getting sound. So it gives you all of that information if you're able to tap into the consciousness of whatever the object is or the person or the place or thing. Now, with your experience, it, it appears that you were born this way, uh, where mm -hmm. there are some experiencers that uh, what we call activated, I guess, later in life. Um, in, in your opinion, um, is this something we're all born with and just some don't get activated or is this activation some sort of a selection from divine is it yes. human is you know like how how so we all around that we all have the capacity but some of us come in awake and some of us come in asleep and we later activate ourselves if it's part of our journey or part of our mission so we're all really able to tap into all of our gifts, all of them, whether it's our third eye, whether it's um, our, our crown chakra, our ability to download information or sensitivity or ability to sense and feel. Sorry, yeah, okay. There was a bit of a delay there. Oh, where'd she? She does appear in there. I'll just wait for her to come back. I'll, uh, what do we got here? Lisa says, I, uh, I see too much coming through my portal in my closet. Oh, there she goes. Let me see here. She popped back in. Oh, I don't know. She's gone again. That, the energy is really strong. And this is frustrating with the frequency because the topic is so fascinating. Oh, oh and you're, okay, you're back. There, there's got to be. Are you feeling strong energy over on your end? Like, are you causing this? Because we've never had this much interference, and it's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> Not intentionally, <laughs> but I am trying to ground everybody so that we can have. You're just um, too powerful. Love. You're too powerful. Okay, so. Um, continuing on to, to that, then I guess you, you mentioned the Akashic record. So, um, for those who don't know what that is, what, what are those and how do you access them and how could someone else access them if they chose to, that's never accessed them before? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your Akashic records or what you might call the your book of life that has this the information of the many lifetimes that you've chosen and the lessons that you're learning and they they can be accessed by connecting to your akashic record keeper that can be accessed through meditation or through a guided meditation um, through intention and especially if your channel's already open, if your, your crown chakra's already open or your third eye is already open or your sensitivity is already open, you can just sit in meditation and intend to connect to your Akashic record. Um, I wouldn't say it's, it's really difficult. It's more about surrendering into the space to receive that information and to connect to your, your guide. Your Akashic record keeper is one of your guides. And then they can give you access to your book, which I, which, you know, we, uh, in some of my sessions, we'll go and connect to the Akashic Record, especially if we're we're clearing karma, if we're clearing karma, or we're healing past lives, 
if we are integrating past life's experiences and lessons, we'll, ac we'll access the Akashic records to complete. So basically we're closing that chapter of those stories, those books, those um, journeys, and then what we write a new story. Uh, so it's also like quantum leaping, we'll, we'll quantum leap into new timeline. And then the person is given the opportunity to write what they truly desire into their book. And then they start working with their cashier record keeper, with their guys to manifest the next level of themselves. Are these so books again, anybody can really can access it. Um, and in, again, through meditation, through intention, through the process um, of sitting there and uh, connecting. Are these books already written or can we alter them, alter the text? Oh, absolutely. They can be altered. They're not, your future is not necessarily written uh, per se. And the past can also be changed, especially if you're working through clear karma, you working through clear, uh, clear karma. So this book, you know, we say that there are multiple timelines and you're living many lives at once. So that's kind of what your book is about. You have many different lessons that you're going through many learnings that you intended for your evolution. So when you access your book you're, and, and you integrated a lesson or you integrated a learning, then you can reset that so you're not experiencing that same lesson moving forward. Mm -hmm. So it's a completion. So that's how you reset the future and, how, and that's how you complete the past. You're no longer living in, in struggle or lack or scarcity, whatever that karmic imprint is, um, whatever you're carrying over from other lifetimes, whatever incomplete lessons you have from other lifetimes. It's, it's interesting how you how you describe that. A separate theory um, that might not be connected to that, so I apologize uh, in advance, but if we're able to change the past and that must have a feeling, I feel like, and um, when that actually happens, when things shift, uh, and I kind of always imagined or at least my understanding with this deja vu um, phenomenon where we've revisited something like that. But could that also be something along the lines of what you've just described? And in that moment, we've just changed something. Does that make sense? Oh, can you hear me? So, when we can go back to the past, yes. So when we're able to go back to the past, we're actually looking at the story. So when we go into a, a, a past life experience, we're looking at what did I decide in that lifetime and what was my life and what am I still carrying on? So we look at sort of what you know, the learning that we didn't get or the decisions that we made. So let's say that as healers, we were persecuted in another lifetime. And at the end of that life, we decided we're not going to do this again. We're not going to pursue a mission. We're not going to be visible. And now let's say in this lifetime, we're trying to be visible. In this lifetime, we want to truly express ourselves. And we want to embrace our mission and our purpose. So when we go back to heal those past lives, then we bring awakening and wisdom to the part of ourselves. And we change the way we felt during that lifetime, we bring completion, we bring peace, we bring healing. So that changes the way we left that lifetime and the experience of that lifetime. And we also complete that lesson and we integrate it so we no longer have to experience it here. So we are changing 
by bringing in the healing to that lifetime and by bringing in um, the higher wisdom that it's part of the journey, it's part of our evolution, but it doesn't change your spirit or our soul. Uh, and when we're able to see from that higher perspective, then we're able to separate that that um, fear of being seen, the fear of uh, being persecuted, the, the need to hide. And we're able to access our power, step into our power, step into our visibility. So we release the entanglement from that lifetime. We feel that lifetime. And now we can start anew. It's like creating a new clean slate here. Mm. So we're also changing the future. That sounds draining though that sounds like a lot of energy that is used in order to shift it that way how, how does that feel yeah it's it's not a lot actually it can happen very quickly um that process happens really quickly it can happen in a few minutes where you're able to just open up all your timelines uh, look at what's happening look at the lessons look at the decisions that you made and then bring light, love, and healing into access. Have your that part of yourself access the wisdom of your higher self, awaken to the truth of your higher self, of source, of universe, and have that part of you integrate. That it's not um, that the spirit and soul is not diminished, and that they can choose happiness and completion, and then come back into this lifetime and, and integrate that. I am, I am freedom, or I am, I am uh, love, and then choose in this lifetime to move forward with accepting your true mission and purpose. So it it's actually doesn't take a lot of energy, physical or light energy. And that trans that transformation, that shift can happen very quickly. It's more of the explanation that seems a little bit lengthy. The experience is actually very, happens very quickly. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what about... Uh, um, I want to answer your question. I don't, yeah, go ahead. There's just a bit of a delay. Yeah, going. you asked me a question earlier about, do we all have these gifts? And the answer is yes. Okay. We all have the, the gifts. We all have the gifts available to us, our ability to connect to source, download information. We all have our, our ability to open up our third eye. We all have the ability to access um, all parts of ourselves, uh, our intuition. But part of the journey is to awaken to that. Some of us choose to come in fully awake. Um, I would, you know, in my coming in, choosing this lifetime, I chose to come in fully awake, but there are others to choose to awaken later in life. But anybody really, if they choose to, can sit down, um, whether it's with, you know, um, a guided meditation or a healer or an activator, and activate their third eye, activate their crown chakra, activate their intuition, activate the, you know, their ability to feel, sense energy or read energy. They, they can activate the ability to hear the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions of others. So they're all available to us. I just wanted to make sure I, I express that. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. This is, so where, where are we drawing this from? Is it, is it interdimensionally? Is it uh, the ether, like, like, you know, like where, is there a place that they reside while we. Are... So our, our abilities come. 
source and that's who we draw the information like i said consciousness Con infinite consciousness infinite intelligence infinite wisdom that's where we're able to access that information where, whether we access it through our crown chakra whether we access it through the center of our head or knowing whether we access it through our um our ears inner ear or outer ear but that's where we access again if we're tapping into the consciousness the infinite wisdom that's already available that's that's universal that is cosmic that it's um infinite intelligence and it, it is really available to everyone it's just you know whether or not you're doing the practice to connect to that uh whether or not you're doing the practice to fine-tune and um expand your awareness of yourself and your abilities and unlock your abilities uh, to perceive, to know more than, than what is physical or what's available here, and then stepping into accessing the 5D and beyond. Hmm. Um, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip to that one because that, that's something I wanted to talk to, talk to you about because like how would help me understand this 5D world in this three-dimensional world, because you said you, well, that's one of the things that was mentioned too, is that you're able mm -hmm. to um, bring yeah. that down, right? Yeah. Yeah, That that's the, I, really what I was talking about, is that when you can access, let's say that uh, you, you want to um, create something in the world, and and the way to create it is to be more than yourself, is to access it um, from the divine. So the way to bring that forth, whether it's innovation, whether it's an invention, whether it's a new technology, is to access your crown chakra. And then you're able to access that through. Um, we're, we're all elevating, we're all ascending, we're all transforming, we're all moving into a higher state of consciousness. And every day and every moment, the more we learn about ourselves, the more we learn about what's available out there, the more we learn about energy and vibration and consciousness, we're elevating. So we're accessing more of that higher dimensions. And the idea of accessing or, or the, you know, the, the part that allows you to manifest from the 5D is, is to access that creativity to access what you see beyond and then manifest it, bring it into the 3D. And what that means is that, you know, when you have a vision, when you have you know, amazing dreams, it's all in the 5D. You're in the, you know, you're in the emotions, you're in the, um, the vision of it, you're in the bliss of it. To bring it into the 3D is to take action. To bring it into the 3D is to be in alignment, to be in alignment with your mission, your purpose, to, to drive forward, to take, you know, to, take guided action and massive action. So um, a lot of the, a lot of, or a lot of what I find, especially with the healers is that we spend a lot of time in the 5D because it feels so good to be there. So it feels good to connect to angels, to our guides, to source, to universe, but then we're having trouble manifesting in the world, um, sustaining, you know, the life that we desire financially. So there's a disconnect there. Mm -hmm. So, the idea is to live from this place, but live here in the 3D because this is where we are. And that means embodying our true selves. And that is also accessing the lower chakras to be in, in overflow, to be in sufficiency, to show up in the world and be visible, to create an impact, um, to, again, to take action, deliberate action, and be very intentional about what we're doing and to be focused and clear about what we're creating. 
So we're no longer just living over here in the magical place. Now we're very intentional about what those steps are and we're taking every step necessary, uh, but we're doing it with lots of joy. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like a have to or a must do when we can access the 5D and the joy of being in the 5D and we can see the potential and the possibilities. We release the fear about the future and we release um, the worries and the concerns and we move into certainty. And in that certainty, we feel very excited about moving forward. We feel very excited about taking action. We feel very excited about creating. So we're creating every single day. Every single day is a new possibility. Every single day is an opportunity. So we're bringing um, the imagination, we're bringing everything that is creative, we're bringing passion and we're bringing it into form. We're bringing all the ideas and we're manifesting into a structure, whether it's a new business, whether it's a new course, whether it's a, <clears throat> a new message or a new technology. And so that's the bridge. And through that, we're also monetizing our value and our self-worth. So we're creating the lifestyle that we desire. We're creating being in sufficiency, being in abundance, being in overflow. We're creating being supported by the divine. We're, we're creating our life by design. Does, does that... Does that make sense, right? Yeah, no, it, it does. I, I, it's just, it's, it's just, it sounds so complex, but yet so simple. And there is a lot of, you know, negative thought that does happen that gets in the way. But if you can completely focus on the positive and you, you know, change your way of thinking, it does that law of attraction. Uh, like I, I know there's evidence of that. I've, I've experienced that myself in small, small doses. Um, but to, mm -hmm. we can literally change the world <laughs> if we didn't have any of these distractions in the world, which, um, in my experience where I got, like what I'm encountering is a lot of people that are confused with these abilities that they have, not knowing that they're gifted or not knowing what exactly is happening. Cause they're naturally just mm -hmm. doing what you're described. You're comfortable with it. You've lived through it. You've talked to people to learn mm -hmm. it you've honed your skill, uh, if you, if you will, um, mm -hmm. you know, so, uh, do you have anything comforting to kind of maybe suggest to those that maybe, maybe who have listened to all of this relate to you, but didn't realize that they're part of this and, and how, you know, you know, help them through that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so living from the 5D is not just for, for the healers or the spiritual people or, you know, those, of, those that are spiritual teachers. Um, it's really for everyone because when we get an idea, it comes from, you know, it comes from source. It comes from universe. So to bring, to that, bring that idea into manifestation, it requires embracing it, first of all. It, it requires... Um, allowing the ego and allowing the fear to move out of the way or, or to embrace the fear, develop a different relationship with fear and also requires action. So there is an alignment that happens uh, even if it's not uh, a full, you know, alignment with source energy, you know, as a healer, but there is an alignment that happens when you receive an idea because that idea also has energy. It wants to, it, it wants to take shape and form. So let's say that somebody gets an idea to um, create a new business. So that idea 
wants to have life and energy and wants to contribute, if that person doesn't take action on it, that idea is going to find its way to somebody else because it wants to have shape and form. It wants to contribute. It wants to, um, it wants to serve. And if, if, you know, you can, we can think about many examples where there's a new product and somebody said, hey, I thought about that. Um, or there's a new technology and say, hey, I thought about that. And it's possible that that idea came to them first, but they didn't act on it. They didn't do anything with it. So that energy of the idea, that vibration of that idea found its way to somebody else that was ready to take action. So again, we can all bridge the 5D with the, the, the 3D because it's about the creativity and it's about the ideas and it's about inspiration and it's about being in the space of possibility and then taking all of that and doing something with it and, and creating, whether it's creating a plan, where it's creating action, where it's talking about it, where it's, whether it's looking for partnerships about it, whether it's, again, moving it forward and bringing it into life and giving it shape and form. So we're manifesting it. And, and again, that, that energy of that idea also works with this. Uh, it begins to attract, again, because it wants to serve, it wants to contribute, it wants to take shape and form, it wants to, you know, the word that is coming is it wants to live. It, it wants, and it's an independent, because it's an entity. Okay, this is this is deep. This is good. So, you earlier too, you mentioned um, past life regression, and I know that through in your bio as well that you uh, also practice in hypnotherapy. So, is past mm -hmm. life regression an action through uh, through um, hypnotherapy, or are they separate? Well, it's it's through hypnotherapy, um, but you can also access it through meditation. Mm -hmm. So hypnotherapy is it's really allowing you to go into the space where you're allowing your unconscious and subconscious mind to open up and give you information. Because there's you know there's the intellect that wants to analyze, there's the ego that wants to get in the way that resists. But when you get into a state of trance or a state of calm, uh, a deep state of surrender, then you can access information that's in your unconscious mind, that it's um, available to you. Or you can access information that it's in your spirit, uh, in the spiritual memories, in the DNA of the spirit. So we can access it through that. But it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Um, if, we're go if we're taking the individual through the experience of connecting and finding what's there and learning the lessons, then they can go through the process of hypnotherapy. Otherwise, we can access the timelines and just gather information. We can open up the timelines and look at the different lifetimes that they lived and what the lessons were connected to the lifetimes. So it can be accessed either way. Their past lives can be accessed either way. Okay. Now, the, the paranormal spectrum, do you consider everything we've just talked about part of that category or is this separate? Oh. So if you're referring to ghosts and spirits and stuff like, stuff like that, because we, again, 
everything is consciousness to me. I don't really kind of differ differentiate one from the other, even um, extraterrestrials. For me, they're consciousness. They're, you know, beings that, that come in and have some kind of purpose, whether it's, you know, in the highest good or not in the highest good, but they're there. You can access that, especially if, you know, they want to be seen or they want to be heard or they have a purpose or they have an intention. They can make themselves known and visible. Um, so in terms of the paranormal, I, I, I kind of, you, know, you know, since it's visible to me, to me, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's what, exactly why I asked. I didn't it really too. make a distinction of one and the other. Well, the term paranormal simply just means not normal. And then that's also an umbrella term to describe all the things we talk about, uh, not just in this pro this episode, but all, all, all the episodes too. And that kind of comes back to the whole confusion thing where um, I mentioned paranormal. Oh, she disappeared. You still there? I, uh, I mentioned paranormal, but then you assumed I meant just ghosts and spirit. Um, and, there, and part of that is... Um, the stigmatism that comes in or the uh, propaganda that comes in with programming to, to, to silo um, a specific uh, spectrum there. So I guess in the root of it all is you, like we're, we have the ability to do a whole bunch of powerful things. There was a little bit. Sorry. There's a, there's a delay, the frequency, there's another delay here. Um, there was a little bit of delay, Ryan, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm feeling it on my end. I didn't too. catch we'll just, the last thing you mentioned. It's okay. We'll just move on to the next part. So the, um, tell me more about these beings, because you mentioned through all of this that, you, that, that you've also seen extraterrestrials. So are these, these galactic beings that you're referring to? Or what, are the, what do these beings look like? I'm curious to know. Okay, so the the extraterrestrials that I've seen, um, some of them are maybe what other people have seen, that kind of gray, kind of big head, long arms. Um, other ones kind of look humanoid, that look, they're usually taller. Well, actually, I've seen some that are shorter, shorter than me in 5'2", but they... some humanoid some features are, are slightly different um like if you if you watch star trek some of the beings look like them they're like kind of reptilian or um like very small noses um almost invisible uh, or no nose at all um some of them communicate and telepathy um blues they're they can be blues or grays um and the galactic beings, they're usually very tall. The Palladians, the Arcturians, the, the Lyrian Syrians, and they're, they're more like, I mean, you can see kind of their image and their figure, but they're more translucent, they're more light. Um, they come in different colors, like, the, you know, the sort of you, you're noticing the aura around them, like blues and yellows and a little bit of orange and uh, red. And they are and there's a difference in their experience there you, you can you can feel the lightness of the galactic beings uh, the celestial beings and you can feel more of the density of the ets that that or at least the ones that i've experienced 
I can feel the density in, in their, they're actually the skin is more dense. So they're not translucent where the galactic beings are more translucent. Mm -hmm. And they, the galactic beings are um, kind of angelic, you know, like the, the, the image of the angelic beings. Um, they don't have feathers that are wings. Um, the angels usually have wings, but the galactic beings, um, they come in in, again, this really beautiful lightness about them. Um, you can feel the state of consciousness that it, it, they're in, like joy and happiness that you can experience their divine power. It, it, you know, you can experience it around you. So you can feel the difference in the vibration as one entity comes in versus the other. Also, um, with the, the extraterrestrials that, you know, that experience and the ones that, you know, we cleared out of the, the bodies of others, um, often their shape is, is more shadowy, um, like they're hiding or like they don't want to be seen. So they're, you know, they're, they're crouching. So these are entity attachments, like, um, like reptilians or Anunnaki's or uh, draconians um, or archons. They'll, they, they don't show their true shape per se. They're, they're like hidden or in disguise, or they kind of have um, a filter in front of them because they're trying to avoid being removed or, or being expelled from the bodies. So that's the difference um, in terms of how I've seen them and how they've shown up uh, in my experience and with people that I've worked with. Thank you for that. And, and to come back to... Um, the Some of the... There's a delay. Just go ahead, continue. I was just gonna say that some of the extraterrestrials yeah, so I was going to say, so some of the extraterrestrials that come in, sometimes they are curious. They just want to communicate. They're interested in what you're doing. They are, they just uh, want to learn. But others have an intention, whether it's to siphon energy, whether it's to invade your space, um, whether it's create distraction, whether it's suppression, domination, control. So, um, again, there is different intention behind that. And I'm sure you've experienced different differently because there's so many uh, extraterrestrials out there. There's so many and there's so many that interferes uh, with the spirit, with the mind, with the physical body, with the energy. Yeah, and uh, Dan has a question, but I'm not going to ask this question yet because it might because I have a similar question. You might answer both at the same time. Back to um, what we were talking about before: Are these beings, in your opinion, are they God, or do they draw from source just like we do? Yeah, they draw from source, just like we do. They're just very highly evolved, very elevated. Um, their vibration is much higher than ours. Uh, and they're here to support humanity. They're, they're here to uh, help heal some humanity or awaken humanity or activate, especially those that have a mission um, that are here, that are elevating just humanity and mass consciousness. So they're here as support beings, like they can be part of your divine team, your God team, they can be your guides, they can show up in healings, but they are source energy. They're, they're the individuation as well, but they're much higher vibration than we are. Okay. Um, okay, so then Dana had asked, do specifically, do star seeds uh, leave their own world to reincarnate here on Earth? Any thoughts on that? 
Yes, many of them do. Um, many of them do for the human experience. Many of them do for their evolution. Like uh, many of us are incarnated and many of us are have had an experience as a star seed in a different galaxy. Um, many of us have had even um, other experience um, as even angels and um, celestial beings. So we incarnate for the lessons and the learnings and the evolution or to humanity. There's just many different purposes why we, we come in and reincarnate, whether it's for our own purpose or for the purpose to evolve humanity, to support humanity and to help humans end. So the, end, the answer is yes. Okay, thank you. It happened to me this time. I don't know what happened there. That was on my <laughs> um, Okay. So we have about uh, 12 minutes left before we end the show. Um, I have your website or your link tree queued here. So why don't we uh, go through that and you can um, let everybody know uh, how to find you. Um, is there anything specific that you want me to, to share first? Yeah, really my website, uh, 360 Prosperity. If, if you have any questions, if you want to learn more about consciousness or about prosperity, about um, money mindset or about hyp hypnotherapy, you can come to my website. Um, you can see the different things that, that are available. Um, the the core of, of what I do is, is uh, activating. So activating your potential, helping you embody your your truth, which is your, your gifts and your talents and helping you create balance in your life. Again, embodying the 5D and, and having access to that, but also manifesting in this world. So my website will give you a lot of information of options in terms of how you can do that or how you can um, step to the next best level or next evolution of yourself. Right. Is there anything uh, specific? And you can also contact me on my website Perfect. if you want more information, if you want to be part of my newsletter. And you also have Facebook, Instagram? Um, also, if you want to set up a session, let's say, um, and nothing really specific here. It's just, you know, um, it's more about um, what it's available. It's information and how to connect with me to work with me one-on-one -on -one, which is the link to um, working with me um, uh, and if you are interested in activating your wealth consciousness then you can look at wealth consciousness as well if you're interested in activating your gifts you can look at unleashing your superpowers uh, for the women that want to embody their divine goddess and really work the divine feminine and and their creativity and access their passion and, and also monetize that then we have Unleashed a Goddess Within. So just several different programs here that you can access, um, that you can uh, learn more about. What's, uh, tell me about your podcast. Yeah, my, my podcast is called Divine Human. It's, and I interview um, different spiritual people that are making a difference in the world. We talk about their journey. We talk about their gifts and how they're sharing the gifts and the, the impact and the change and the transformation that they're creating in the world. 
Um, and the goal of the podcast is really um, to create awakening, to bring education, to um, bring information about different ways and different perspectives about the world, and uh, to help um, open up the mind to new possibilities and also help you if you choose to access more of your own gifts and talents. So the, the podcast, who we bring on are, are both men and women who are already expressing their gifts and already expressing their divine uniqueness. So we share their experience, we share their journey, and we share a process. So if you're interested in, in knowing um, how do I um, overcome fear or how do I manage through the pain or how do I feel um, sadness and grief, um, there are different topics in the podcast that you can access. And each one of my podcasts has a process that you can experience. Great. So I uh, just put a couple of links in the comments there for you guys as well, if you guys want to check that out. Awesome. Okay. Well, final thoughts, you know, what, uh, what do you want to leave everybody with today? This has been yeah. um, a great conversation. I'm so, so glad we are able to work through this technical challenge, um, but we made it. Yes, we made it. So the final thoughts that um, I want to share with everybody are it, you're all beautiful divine beings of light. What, however you're expressing yourself, you're divinely unique. And there is a beautiful light within you, a beautiful extraordinary code within you that wants to express itself. So I suggest and I you know, encourage you to connect to that divine uniqueness that's already available to you, that's already within you. Find the peace within, light within, to express it and embrace your totality, your wholeness, and really create the life that you desire and live life fully now. Live life with joy and with happiness and, and know that you have the power as a manifester, as a divine creator to design your life in the way that you want to live your life, in a way that it works for you. And everything, all the answers are within you. So I'd like to leave everybody with that as, uh, as a knowing, as an encouragement, um, as an activation, uh, and also letting you know that obviously we're here and you know that we're not alone. Uh, there's, you know, there are so many beings out there that are you know, here to learn about us, but others are here to help us to help us ascend, to help us evolve, to help us succeed in life. We are creation and through that creation, we, we have the divine right to happiness, to joy, to prosperity, to abundance and to health. So we get to choose it every single day and embrace that. Beautiful. That is beautiful and we're gonna end it. We're going to end it right there. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate this conversation. Everybody in the chat says, is saying thank you. Um, everybody, it's time to go unless you're interested in hearing some of the latest updates from the Experience Your Support Association or if you want to pick my brain a bit about some of my ongoing investigations. So if so, stick around for the after chat. If you're listening to the audio only replay, your show ends here. And you'll need to head over to youtube.com forward slash the Experience Your Support Association just so you can see the video that goes with this audio. And if you want to follow my work, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter. 
So on, um, so thank you again, Maria. Um, and uh, we'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you, Ryan. No, you're welcome. Uh, thanks for watching, thank everybody. Thank you, and thank you, everyone. It was my pleasure. Uh, lots of love to everybody. Beautiful energy. Thank you, everyone. Bye for now. You're welcome. Thanks for watching, everybody. Keep your eyes in the sky and heed the world.